Welcome to the Locked On Steelers podcast. I am your host, Tony Serino, and this is your daily dose of all things Steelers. Steeler OTA practices are in the books with the Steelers completing their 10th official team activity yesterday. So today, we are going to recap everything that happened at OTAs and what the biggest storylines are going to be coming out of OTAs. Remember, minicamp starting next week on Tuesday. And just a reminder, no podcast on Monday of next week. We're going to do uh, the podcast on Tuesday of next week uh, to match up the, the Locked On Steelers schedule with the minicamp schedule. So we'll do Tuesday through Friday next week. All right, let's start today with some news and notes. Not a lot of Steelers news coming out today, but we do have Terrell Owens, who will be inducted into the Hall of Fame after a great career at wide receiver for the San Francisco 49ers, Dallas Cowboys, and Philadelphia Eagles. He announced today that he will be skipping his Hall of Fame induction ceremony. He will not be giving a speech. He will not be there at the Hall of Fame induction in in August. And so much of his great career was marred by strange off-the-field incidents. It is, it's somewhat fitting that his Hall of Fame induction will be just as strange as his career. Uh, look, he's a guy who certainly deserves to be in the Hall of Fame, but it's it's going to be weird. I don't, I don't remember a time ever when a player completely skipped the Hall of Fame induction ceremony. It's going to be real strange to watch in August. Patriots wide receiver Julian Edelman is suspe- is facing suspension for four games for a PED uh, violation. He's coming back from a knee injury that caused him to miss the 2017 season, an ACL tear. So this could just be the case of you know him trying to potentially use PEDs or, or whatever to, to get back uh, quicker, uh, which seems to be the most likely case here in a situation like this. Uh, you know, look, it, it, this could be some some sort of fal- false positive. Remember, Richard Sherman went through an appeals process for this and got it overturned. Uh, the four-game suspension that Edelman will serve if if he does not win his appeal puts him back well in time for the matchup with the Steelers. That game, of course, taking place in Heinz Field Week 15. All right, let's get to the OTA recap. When we went, when we started this OTA process, we we had five questions that we wanted answered or potentially answered as we got through OTA practices, and and so let's start there. Let's start with those five questions. The first one we had coming out of the draft was who's going to play free safety, right? Because the Steelers didn't take a player that you felt like was going to play early on in his career, especially at free safety. Terrell Edmonds was much more of a player who was going to play around the line of scrimmage, potentially. Uh, it's going to take a year or two before he got fully developed into this defense. And so the question was going to be who's, you know, who's going to take over free safety now that Mike Mitchell is no longer on the roster. Morgan Burnett comes in from the Green Bay Packers and you know, he's much better around the line of scrimmage although he's capable of playing free safety. Sean Davis to this point in his career has been exclusively a strong safety uh, for the Pittsburgh Steelers, but he has the kind of athleticism that you would look for in a free safety and a sideline to sideline guy. The questions for him are more about, you know, is he a real ball hawk at that position? And coming out of this OTA practices now, there's no real definitive answer yet as to who's going to play free or strong. I think the answer is, is much more interesting in that it could be both, right? At this point, it's just the way Sean Davis describes it, it is it's much more of a left-right type of safety situation than a free or strong, and that on any given play, either one could be the free 
or the strong. It's it's interesting if that's going to be the case as we go into the regular season or if that is just going to be something the Steelers are doing today to kind of gauge how well each player is at playing free or strong before they make that ultimate determination later on. Something to continue to monitor, but at this point, no defined role for either player. All right, and the next question we had was about how the injured players that the Steelers had in 2017 would be rehabbing and, and whether or not they were going to be ready for these OTA practices. You know, the Steelers in 2017 didn't have a ton of players that went down with season-ending injuries, but they did have some players who played with nagging injuries throughout the year and some players who have had nagging injuries throughout off-seasons uh, who we, we were hoping would be injury-free this offseason. We'll start with James Conner, who had the knee injury that kept him out of the second half of 2017. He was back and participating at OTAs and, by all accounts, looking very good, much slimmer than he was a year ago. You know, James Conner's running style was never in question, or his running ability was never in question. I think he showed last season he can be a, he can be a good running back in this league. The question for him was going to be about all the intangibles at running back, his ability to diagnose and pick up blitzes, his ability to catch the ball out of the backfield. Again, those are the kind of things that are going to help him get on the field, especially when when it's, you know, the question is going to be, do we just continue playing Le'Veon Bell or do we put Connor in to give Bell a rest? Certainly a year ago, the answer was just keep Bell in, and, and Connor played very, very sparingly. You know, we'll see if that improves in, in 2018. Certainly it sounds like James Connor improved, and it's great to see that he is healthy at this point in the offseason. Bud Dupree, another player who has who went through 20, uh, 2017 with a bit of an injury bug uh, coming going in and off the roster at the early parts of the season and just playing through injury throughout 2017, which seemed to hamper his ability uh, to be a consistent pass rusher. He was back at OTAs and participating. Uh, again, for, for Bud Dupree, you know, this process, non-contact, not you know, unpadded drills, it's gonna be tough to to gauge his ability. Uh, or, or how he's improving as a pass rusher. That's really going to come during padded practices at training camp. But the exciting thing for Bud Dupree is that he is healthy right now, and hopefully it stays that way because this is a guy who, over the past couple off-seasons, you know, has just been too injured to really participate fully throughout these processes. And, and really, for him, it's going to be about staying healthy at the beginning of training camp and through that training camp process into preseason and then showing it on the football field in 2018. Joe Hayden, another player much like Bud Dupree. You know, he did he came back at the end of 2017, looked good at cornerback after suffering that leg injury against the Indianapolis Colts. It's what's good about Joe Hayden is that he's been healthy for this entire offseason process for the first time in so long. And it's it's one of the reasons why the Cleveland Browns cut him uh, last year is because they just felt like Joe Hayden was was getting to the to the end of his prime and he couldn't stay healthy anymore. And so it's great to see Joe Hayden going through this part of the process healthy, not having to rehab off of an injury and try to get himself back that he can he can try to improve his game rather than just get himself back onto a football field. Keon Adams, the edge rusher who a year ago sat out the entire season with injury, was back for OTA practices. You know, again, again, as, as I said with Bud Dupree, it's going to be tough to gauge how well he's going to do as an edge rusher in non-contact drills. But, you know, for Keon Adams, this is a big season for him. You know, the Steelers had enough faith in him that, you know, he is the fourth edge rusher on a team that's likely going to keep four or five 
Uh, so, you know, he, this is a big year for him, not only in just making this roster, but, you know, he has a real chance to make an impact on this team. If there are any sort of injuries at, at edge rusher, his name will certainly be called. And so it's good to see he's back from that injury, participating at OTA practices. And again, for him, just like Bud Dupree, you know, the, the big time for him is going to be training camp and preseason. Vance McDonald, another guy who went through some nagging injuries a year ago, back from that, you know, seems to be no lingering uh, injury problems there for Vance McDonald. And not to say that Vance McDonald is going to have a breakout season in 2018, because I think he's already proven he can be a very good tight end in this league. But for the Steelers, who have had such problems replacing Heath Miller since he retired three years ago, uh, you know, Vance McDonald certainly looked like at the end of last season he could be the answer there as far as a legitimate playmaker replacement for Heath Miller. Uh, and we'll see if he can stay healthy. But at this point, he all, all signs are positive. Now, not to say the Steelers went through this entire OTA practice, you know, looking good on the all, all good on the injury front. Of course, they lost Gerald Hawkins. They lost Jake McGee to season-ending injuries. And that's that's really tough to see, especially in, in practices like this that, that are non-contact and no pads and that they still, guys are still getting injured and not just injured, but serious injuries that are going to keep them out for the entire season. And then some other guys did sit out OTAs, including Cam Hayward, Juju Smith-Schuster, Artie Burns, missing the last couple OTA practices. No word if those were injury-related, that the reasons why those guys were not participating. And it's something we're going to keep an eye on as we get into mini camps next week and whether or not those players are able to work themselves back in. Again, it's it, no reports yet on whether or not those players are down with injury. The next question was the backup quarterback situation. And, you know, this really was all about Mason Rudolph and, and where Mason Rudolph would fit on this roster and who would get pushed out because Mason Rudolph uh, was, was on the team now. The question was always, is Mason Rudolph going to make it to the backup role in, in his rookie year? And would that push Landry Jones off the roster? Or would Landry keep that backup spot, pushing Mason Rudolph to the third spot and keeping or potentially pushing Dobbs off the roster? It seems like the latter is going to be the case at this point. And, and really, because all reports out of OTAs is that Landry Jones is having an exceptionally good uh, offseason and his accuracy looks very good. He is you know, by all reports, clearly the backup quarterback of this football team. And he was always going to have the leg up because he knows the this team. He knows the playbook. And with Randy Feekner not making massive changes to the playbook, uh, you know, it, he was going to have the leg up the entire time. So it's, it's not necessarily surprising, especially this early on, to hear that Landry Jones is miles ahead of Mason Rudolph. But again, something to continue monitoring going forward. Mason Rudolph has the pedigree, right? He, he's a, a big quarterback, uh, strong-arm quarterback by all accounts in OTAs. And so, you know, we'll see where he goes in training camp uh, and preseason. And, and if, if this ever becomes a if – if this just stays a competition for the third quarterback spot or, or really just becomes a competition where does Josh Jobs prove that you should keep four quarterbacks or potentially does he earn himself a practice squad spot – or does Mason Rudolph really push for the backup spot? The next question was, where does Terrell Edmonds play? Of course, would it be free safety? Would it be strong safety? Would it be in the dime? How much dime is this team going to play? No dime defense yet. The Steelers are not practicing sub-package football at all, by all accounts. So 
you know, we don't know where Edmonds would play in a potential dime defense for this team. Or you know, the Steelers even talked about Mike Hilton uh, answering a question the other day about a seven defensive back scheme, which the Steelers did use sparingly in, in 2017, but it happened. Edmonds at this point, from all reports, is not pushing for any sort of starting spot on this roster just yet. And it, 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 right now, it's all Sean Davis, all Morgan Burnett. And, and that's to be expected, right? Morgan Burnett was a you know a highly touted safety from the Green Bay Packers that comes in on a, on a $4.5 million a year deal. It was unlikely that he was going to get pushed out by a rookie. Sean Davis, same thing, right? Sean Davis, a former second-round pick who's been the starter on this football team for the past two seasons. Now, not to say Sean Davis has been you know an all-star player the past couple seasons. He's been somewhat disappointing and then showing glimpses here and there of the player we all think he could be. But again, for him to get ousted at OTA practices was never going to be realistic. So we'll see what happens as this team starts to work in more sub-package football. Where does Edmonds play? Does he play closer to the line of scrimmage? Does he play dime linebacker? Does he play you know any other linebacker, especially in that seven defensive back set, if that's a real thing? We'll see going forward. But at this point, we're not getting answers to, to where Edmonds is going to play because we haven't yet seen what a dime defense is going to look like for this team. And then the last question we had was, who makes the leap? And this was a this is the big question for this defense going into 2018, is who becomes the new star of the defense? And, and coming out of OTA practices, I don't know that we got an answer to who the star is going to be, but we certainly got some guys who made a name for themselves early on, and hopefully they are building momentum in June that they continue on into July in training camp, August in preseason, and then uh, have a big regular season in 2018. And I'll start with Cam Sutton, a player we talked about two days ago, a cornerback out of Tennessee, very smart player. So much of these OTAs and mini camps are, are about the Steelers improving communication in the secondary, and I think Cam Sutton fits the bill very well as far as that goes. Uh, so... You know, we'll see. We'll see what uh, Cam, how Cam Sutton continues to improve in minicamp. I said the other day, it would not surprise me, it would not shock me, if someone like Cam Sutton were competing with Artie Burns for a starting spot on this team in 2018. I, I would not be out of the realm of possibility to me, even if he's not competing for a starting spot. I think just just watching his career progression as he earned a starting spot last season starting against the New England Patriots in the biggest game the biggest regular season game this team had a year ago and now proving his worth in OTAs I really do think you know he he's in for a uh, for a big offseason and potentially even a starting spot on this team in 2018 another player who made a name for himself at this OTA session was Marcus Tucker the wide receiver who has been on the practice squad for the past couple seasons playing the slot wide receiver role with the starting offense. Because again, Antonio Brown, not at OTAs. Um, Juju Smith-Schuster had to sit out OTA practices. So, And Eli Rogers is still, of course, rehabbing his ACL. So Marcus Tucker getting a chance to go with the, with the starters and looking really good out there. Marcus Tucker is a guy who, again, fits the bill of guy who stat, uh, was on the practice squad for a couple years, works his way up, works his way up, works his way up. Eli Rogers did this, right? Eli Rogers had a very good training camp his rookie year, got hurt, came back the next season, worked his way through OTA practices, started making a name for himself, and by the time we got to the regular season, Eli Rogers was the starting 
slot receiver, you could see the same sort of career trajectory with someone like Marcus Tucker, who, again, by all accounts, looked very, very good. He's got stiff competition, no doubt about that, with Juju coming back, with Eli potentially coming back. But, you know, I don't think Marcus Tucker necessarily earns a starting spot on this team in 2018. But as we've talked about so often, there is a back half of this wide receiver group that that certainly has positions open, and someone like Marcus Tucker uh, could be that guy. Again, James Conner we talked about as another guy who could make a leap in 2018, and by all accounts, he had a great OTA session. Again, the questions for him are about blocking, catching, not necessarily running the football. I think we're good there. Vance McDonald, another player who had a good OTA session and a player who I think can be a real impact player for this offense. Someone we're not talking about when we talk about how are we going to replace Martavis Bryant? How is this offense going to be even better in 2018? I think Vance McDonald can answer some of those questions as long as he stays healthy. Another player who looked very good at OTAs was Mike Hilton. And it, and here's a player who, you know, could he make a leap in 2018? Absolutely. He was very good a year ago. In fact, some would argue he was the best player in the secondary a year ago. And, and again, it was just his first full season as a starter in this league. He definitely can be better. Now, the question, you know, we're talking about who makes the leap and who becomes the star of this defense. I don't know that Mike Hilton in the nickel slot is going to be a superstar on defense, but certainly a better Mike Hilton makes for a better Pittsburgh Steelers defense in 2018. And then finally, Bud Dupree and TJ Watt. And these are the two guys that everyone's got their eye on as the two biggest potential breakout stars for this team. And, and one of these two guys we're hoping makes the leap. TJ Watt looked so good in his rookie season. He's got the pedigree being the brother of J.J. Watt, and Bud Dupree has come in with all the hype in the world, you know, pretty much every season since his rookie year. It, we've all been saying Bud Dupree is the next great Steeler linebacker. It hasn't happened yet. The, the Steelers are certainly doing everything they can schematically to try and work this out, switching the sides, one, you know, instead of just uh, T.J. on one side, but on the uh, T.J. on the left side, but on the right side. Uh, they're switching sides now. They're putting them on the same side at times. Whatever this defense can do to make these two guys effective, they should do because, again, these are the two guys that are, gonna, that are going to put this team over the top defensively if we're going to get a gigantic leap uh, from, from 2017 to 2018. All right, and then as we finish up this podcast, let's talk about the biggest storylines coming out of the OTA practices. Uh, you know, we've talked about the questions we had going in, but I do think some, some new storylines emerged coming out, and the biggest of which, of course, is the Tyler Matikiewicz, John Bostic battle at inside linebacker. This was one that we had all just assumed John Bostic would be the starter, and, and a lot of the questions were going to be about, is Tyler Matikiewicz a good enough backup for this team that you feel comfortable with where this team is at inside linebacker? And I think a lot of Steeler fans answered that question, no. The Steelers, on the other hand, are answering that question in a much different way. They feel like Tyler Matikiewicz could be a starting caliber inside linebacker, or at least at this part of the process, he is. And so what I'm going to be watching as we get to minicamp and training camp is, was this just a case of Matikiewicz being a veteran, someone who knows the playbook, who they felt more comfortable at this part of the process being a being in that starting inside linebacker spot? And as Bostic comes along, you know he will just take that crown? Or is this really going to be a position battle as we get into training camp and and beyond and into preseason, something to watch going forward. The next, the next question or the next storyline would be 
the offensive line depth now that Gerald Hawkins is hurt? And really, who's going to be the swing tackle? Is it going to be Chucks Okorafor? Is Are we going to have some struggles on the offensive line just because of depth now that without Gerald Hawkins, you know, again, not that Gerald Hawkins was the end-all, be-all tackle, but he was a guy who was a, you know, who was an up-and-comer who, again, was improving year over year. And now without him, you know, behind and behind Chuck Zokorafor, you've got Matt Filer, you've got uh, Jake Rogers, you've got uh, the, the tackle they signed the other day, Bryce, Bryce Harris. Uh, again, you know, not like the Steelers have a ton of depth on the offensive line. So it's going to be interesting to watch who really separates themselves and, and what the Steelers do uh, at, at, off, at the offensive line. The next storyline is, uh, for me, is uh, Antonio Brown. And, and really the question here is just, is everything okay with Antonio Brown? He sat out most of OTAs, and we talked about that. N- not a huge deal, right? Players sit out OTAs. And, it, you know, and for him, it was about wanting to practice with Antonio Brown. And, and, again, and again, with Antonio Brown, it's not the case that because he's skipping OTAs, he's not out there practicing, right? He is certainly working out and practicing on his own. He's just not doing so with the team. But he did send out a, a series of tweets and Instagram posts that were certainly very strange and, and hard, to, you know, hard for me to even understand what he was trying to get at there. But there was one where he, you know, he kind of made mention of Bruce Arians' scouting report and Mike Tomlin and, and that kind of thing. And so you just have to wonder is, is everything okay with Antonio Brown? We'll, we'll see as we get into minicamp next week. Probably everything is fine there, but uh, a, a weird series of, of tweets and Instagram posts and, and him not being back with AB at the last two OTA practices as well. Again, you know, it just leaves a question mark out there that hopefully we'll have answered fairly shortly, shortly at minicamp. And then the final storyline for me is the Josh Dobbs situation. And, and by all accounts, Josh Dobbs had a very good OTA um, practice but where is his what is his role in 2018 right it, it, feel, it feels like there's not Josh Jobs can't get good enough to really push for any sort of spot on this team with Landry Jones being entrenched as the backup with Mason Rudolph being you know this heir apparent that's going to take some time to develop where does that put Josh Dobbs on this roster because he, he you know by all accounts he's much much better but I don't know that that's that's going to make a difference. The, you know, the question would be, will the Steelers keep a fourth quarterback at some point? Will they keep him on the 53? Will they put Josh Dobbs? Will they try to put Josh Dobbs on the, on the practice squad? Uh, I think it's going to be interesting to watch what happens with Josh Dobbs going forward, especially given the improvement that, that we've seen uh, in this OTA practice. All right. So that'll do it for us this week. OTAs are over with. Remember, minicamp starts next week on Tuesday. And so Locked On Steelers will be back on Tuesday of next week uh, for all three minicamp practices. So we'll, we'll do Tuesday. So Tuesday we'll do an, a minicamp preview. Uh, Wednesday we'll do minicamp day one. Uh, and then we'll do, we'll do all the, the minicamp recaps throughout next week. So Tuesday through Friday, Locked On Steelers next week. All right. That's going to do it for me. Thank you all for listening. If you want to leave feedback, SteelerCountry at gmail.com is the email address. You can find me on Twitter at SteelerCountry. And I'll be back tomorrow, or I'll be back on Tuesday. Excuse me. I'll be back Tuesday for more Locked On Steelers.